Welcome to season two of Step Monster. I'm Bailey and this is Elise. We're two friends who found each other by chance and haven't looked back since. In this podcast, we talk about the highs and lows of what it's like to truly be a stepmom. Grab a drink and join us for this wild ride. Welcome back, Step Monsters. It's another mini-sode. We so appreciate you guys sending your stuff in. We've gotten so many, so eventually, if you've sent us one, we will get to it. But again, appreciate you guys asking for advice, and hopefully, we're giving some solid or decent advice, at least. Bailey, what have you been up to? How have you been? Things have been good. Um, Pretty low-key week around here. Nothing too crazy. Obviously, you know, the Thanksgiving holiday and the kids were with their mom. So we had kind of a very quiet Thanksgiving and I definitely missed them. It was a little bit of a different holiday, but we get them for Christmas this year. So it's a, a little bit of give and a take. How about you I was guys? Say, um, it was good. We were in Florida, so we did a seafood Thanksgiving. But I was going to say I saw on social you were making something that looked amazing. I mean, I made so we ditched the uh, traditional turkey because I feel like turkey is always dry and really is just a vessel for the gravy and mashed potatoes anyways. So <laughs> so we ditched the turkey. Uh, I made a ham. I made stuffing, mashed potatoes. I made a friend came to Thanksgiving with us. Uh, she brought sweet potatoes, but it was it was fun. It was pretty low key. What did you guys do? You were out of town, right? Yeah, we were in Florida. So like I said, we did the seafood Thanksgiving with my family and then hung out on the beach, which was nice. And then had some beach time the next day before we flew back to Chicago. And then once we got back on Saturday, we went to Six Flags up here for, they do like a Christmas show. And I don't know if you guys remember, but when we had the stepmom slash bio mom and the bio mom slash stepmom that recorded with us, they actually, it was all of us at the park and we had all of the kids and the husband, ex-husband, and the new husband. So it was really cool to see that dynamic. I've seen the new husband with the ex-husband out on the golf course with the kids, but I haven't seen everyone together. And the interesting part is the ours baby from my friend and her husband ended up having a sleepover with her brothers and sisters at their mom's house. That's crazy. I know. My husband's mind was blown, literally. Unheard of. (laughs) I was like, that's really cool that you guys have that dynamic. But it was the first time they'd done the sleepover. I need to follow up with her and see how it went. You definitely should. And please report back. (laughs) Absolutely will. Okay, so I'm going to read a message we got on Instagram. And then we'll discuss. Also, I was a mystery reader before Thanksgiving with my husband for our son's class. So hopefully my reading skills have improved. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) I'm sure they have. It was adorable. Okay. So she says, hey, love the idea of the mini-sode. Here goes nothing. I'm in a toxic relationship with a man who has explosive anger problems. I can't count how many times over the last seven years I've had to put the pieces back together for his two boys after an episode. Trying to explain to his children that his reactions aren't normal, that they haven't done anything to deserve that reaction, and during days of the silent treatment as punishment, I've learned that I can't really say anything regarding my opinions about the kids or if I have an issue with something because he takes it to the next level. Sometimes I feel like I'm staying for the kids so they have someone in the house with a level head when they're with us. Sometimes I feel like I'm betraying them by being his partner. 
Other times I feel like it would be a betrayal to leave. I just never ever hear about someone who is in a situation like mine and I know they're out there. I left in July after one particular upsetting episode episode of his. Since I came back, he's been doing therapy and going to his 12-step program meetings, but lately he's been triggered by something going on in my personal life. It's just so tough. Discipline for the boys is more slack because I feel like I have to compensate for his behavior and the unfairness of it. Sometimes when he's miserable like this, I feel like they should just stay with their mom so they don't have to deal with him. It also makes it hard to want to do all the things a stepmom does when you're being treated so poorly. Resentment bubbles over. I just want to know if other women are experiencing this at all. How sad. Um, My heart is breaking for Can her. Can you imagine feeling stuck like that? I I cannot imagine. And I will say, I mean, what you're dealing with is most definitely a form of emotional abuse. Um, you can get help for that and actually professional help. The hotline.org is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. If you if you want to text them, you can do so anonymously. You can just text START to 88788 or you can chat live online with someone from that website. Oftentimes you'll get matched with like a therapist or someone who is a true mental health professional that can kind of help you navigate your waters and understand what your options are. But I cannot imagine. I mean, as you're reading that in my mind, I'm going through the thoughts of, so like my first reaction when you read the first couple sentences was you need to get out. And then as you're reading it, I'm hearing that she also feels some sort of loyalty to her stepkids to protect them and to keep them safe. So not knowing how long they've been together and not knowing, you know, are they legally married? Are they just boyfriend, girlfriend? Like, what is their custody set up like? I mean, there's there's a lot of variables there that could, I think, impact my recommendation. However, I often tell stepmoms in some of our coaching sessions that we've had that are dealing with maybe not something this extreme, but a situation where it's very clear to me that their own needs are not being met, that they have to refocus on that. Like, it's not okay in any scenario where you're just accepting the fact that your needs are never going to be met as a human or you're feeling like you have to constantly walk on eggshells in your household. So remove the kids from the situation, remove whatever external variables are affecting what your reality is right now. And remember that like you deserve to be worshipped. You deserve to be treated like a queen. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to have someone that's your cheerleader. Like you, you don't always have to be pouring into everyone else and filling everyone else's cup. Your partner should also be filling yours. So if you are not getting that, I strongly recommend getting some help and finding a way out of that and finding your way into a situation where you feel fully happy. Like it's not a woman's purpose, contrary to society's belief, to just like pour everything that they have and everybody else around them to make them happy. Like we deserve happiness too. So like a little bit off my soapbox here for just a second, but I don't know if that was my first reaction. I completely agree with you. And it's not your job as a stepmom. And again, we don't have all of the details of the situation. It's not your job to be there to supervise the visitation, right? If he's not stepping up, to do what he needs to do as a parent and not be emotionally abusive towards the kids. We've said it before. We're not the parents. And however however they decide to raise the kids, albeit if it's the wrong way, hopefully their mom will step up and, you know, attempt to remove them from that situation. But again, it is not your job to stay in an unhealthy relationship, to be basically 
a custodian to supervise visitation. Especially, you know, she also mentioned that he's gotten a little bit better because he was in therapy and going through the 12-step program. I, yeah, I mean. But then she says, but he's not being nice to me because I'm going through a tough time. Well, I'm sorry, but, and again, I don't want to be on a soapbox or put myself on a pedestal, but you should, if you're going through a tough time, have a partner that's going to support you and not make you feel worse. I always tell people, because I had a couple of friends throughout the past few years that were in relationships like this, and I always ask them, like, imagine what your perfect relationship would look like. Not, no relationship is perfect. Like, just accept that. But then imagine if you weren't in the relationship that you're in now, what would your non-negotiables be? Would you, if you had to choose or play a game of relationship, would you rather? Would you rather have a partner who's completely emotionally supportive for you? Or would you rather have a partner that may or may not be triggered by random things that happen in your life that you can't control? Like, which would you rather? Because the good news is, is you, you do have the power to choose that. And you can choose one that is going to be healthier and more supportive of you. So I think my recommendation here is is probably going to stay strong. And it's it's probably time to move on from this relationship and understanding that that is probably incredibly difficult to accept and heartbreaking in so many ways. I think you were put in a really bad situation here. Number one, just being in this relationship period. But number two, like you said, Elise, being asked to facilitate certain situations that you should never be asked. You're not your husband or fiance or boyfriend's buffer between him and his ability to parent or co-parent. He's the one that chose to have kids. He needs to take the responsibility. He cannot just dump that off on you. And if it's not you, it's going to be someone else. And the same goes for the way that he treats you. So choose your own boundaries and choose how you're going to allow people to treat you and what you're going to allow them to put you in situation-wise. Also, I feel for you. I hope that you have some support somewhere in your personal life, someone that you can lean on because that's a really hard situation to be in. And to come out of it, I think you definitely will become stronger. Also, this reminds me of that episode on Netflix or the series called Made. You should totally watch it. Oh my gosh, that series. I binge watch that like show. Her. I binge watched that show in two days. I mean, it was so, so good. So yes, if you have not watched, I think that's something that people forget to, I'll have to put a trigger warning on this episode, just future mental note. Um, but I think that's something that people forget is that abuse takes a lot of different shapes and forms and not there's not like one shoe that fits all. It's incredibly different depending on your situation. And the series made, it's exhibited in the way of like financial control and control over who she sees and who she interacts with and things like that. And I won't like totally give the whole series away, but she struggles with that in the beginning because people are telling her you're an abusive relationship. And she's like, no, I'm not. He doesn't hit me. And I think people just don't realize that there's a lot more to it than that. And I just, I wish there was more awareness around this and I really wish women felt like they could reach out more often. So thank you to this person that reached out to us for a mini-sode. I think this was some probably something that more people can relate to than we all are willing to admit. Uh, and we, we appreciate your vulnerability here for real. Yeah. And please feel free to reach back out to us again. Um, I'll probably actually DM her because that's pretty rough. So um, we'd love an update once you decide what you're going to do and hopefully are in a better, better situation. Yes. And again, uh, if you find yourself in a situation where you're dealing with 
some kind of abuse, or even you think you might be and you're just not sure, you can call 1-800-799-SAFE. You can chat live online with uh, the domestic violence hotline at thehotline.org, or you can text START to 8878. It's completely anonymous. You can get professional advice. You don't even have to say, you know, I'm being abused and I need out. It can just be a sounding board and someone to help you work through your feelings and to get the best possible outcome for your scenario. So please use those resources. And if you want to reach out to us ever, we are here for you to help you get whatever help that you need. You can always email us at stepmonsterpodcast at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram. Stay safe, ladies. Stay safe. Stay safe.